In my parish, we recently celebrated the service of unction. This service is a sacrament of healing. Though this service can be celebrated at any time during the year, after all, people usually don't schedule their illnesses, in Greek practice, it's usually celebrated on Holy Wednesday. However, that didn't happen this year, because at the time, we were only allowed four people in church. Now, though, we have procedures in place to protect people who come to church, so we thought it would be nice to celebrate this service as we approach Christmas. After all, COVID is still ravaging people's lives all over the world. I can think of no better way to prepare for Christ's nativity than to ask God for healing. And you know what? That's exactly what we see in this past Sunday's Gospel reading. Jesus healing. But when he heals the crippled woman, he does more than just heal her disease. He also heals her illness. The bottom line, as we prepare to meet Christ this Christmas, as members of a royal priesthood, we are called to walk the way by bringing healing into our world. You're listening to The Way with Father Dustin Lyon, a podcast of the Ephesus School Network. Welcome back, everyone. This is The Way. I'm your host, Father Dustin Lyon. As I said in the introduction, this past weekend we celebrated the service of unction in my parish. We thought this might be a nice way to prepare for Christmas, especially since we weren't able to celebrate unction during Holy Week, as is typical in our parish. We thought it was especially appropriate to celebrate unction because we're in the middle of a pandemic. And everyone is affected all around the world. Maybe some of you have gotten the disease. Maybe you know someone who's gotten COVID. Or maybe you even know someone who has passed away from COVID. In which case, my condolences to you. But this disease has ravished our world unlike any disease that I've known in my lifetime. Probably yours too. And so we thought it was especially appropriate to celebrate the service of unction, to ask God for healing in our world, for ourselves, for our friends, our family, and the entire world. But unction does more than just heal a disease. It also heals illnesses. Now, what's the difference between a disease and an illness? Well, a disease, the way I'm using it here, is the physical effects of a virus or a bacteria. So COVID gets into you and you become physically sick. I think by now we all know the symptoms, having troubles breathing, loss of taste, a fever, those sorts of things. That is the effects of a disease. And some people have experienced that. We all experience that when we get a cold or a fever or some other sort of illness. We experience a disease. And We usually go to the doctor, we get some medicine, and hopefully in a few days we're feeling much better. But viruses and bacteria also bring illness, not just disease. And by illness, what I mean is all the effects of the disease, not just the physical aspects, but also 
the social aspects. Now, when we were kids and we got the flu, we had to stay home from school. We could say we had to isolate from our friends. Maybe we had to isolate from our siblings and stay in our bedroom. And that would be considered a part of the illness, that isolation, being separated from our peers or our family. That's a part of the illness. And COVID is one of those diseases where I think we've all experienced the illness. After all, I think most of us, wherever we live, have experienced some sort of lockdown measures, maybe some more severe than others. And this is a part of the illness of the disease. And our entire society is ill because of this disease. In fact, I know some people who are especially vulnerable to the disease have been isolating at home for eight or nine months now. They haven't left their homes. They haven't seen anyone. That, my brothers and sisters, is truly illness. They may not have fallen sick with COVID, but they're experiencing the illness, the isolation, the depression. I think we all have some understanding of what this is like, how horrible this illness is. Because after all, I don't think any of us have been able to go out and enjoy a nice meal with our friends or family, or go to the movies, or do a lot of the other social things that we're used to. We as human beings are social animals, and we like to do these sorts of things. We like to gather in groups and enjoy each other's companies. Even introverts like to get out and be with their friends every now and then. But this particular disease of COVID has ravished us, and we've all fallen ill as a society. And that's why we thought it was especially appropriate to celebrate the service of unction, to ask for healing for those who have the disease and have fallen sick, but also to ask Christ to heal our illness, the illness that ravishes our society right now. Healing is also an appropriate way to prepare for Christmas. As you know, uh, we started a short series here on how to prepare for Christmas. And being a healer in this world, because after all, we're all a part of the royal priesthood and are called to be priests of Christ. We're all called to bring healing into the world. And what better way to prepare the world to meet Christ in his nativity? What better way to receive Christ in his nativity than to be healers, especially of illness? And this is exactly what we saw in this past Sunday's gospel lesson. These lessons, as you know, are chosen by the church lectionary to prepare us for the season, to prepare us for nativity. And this past Sunday, we see Jesus heal a crippled woman. Here's Luke 13, verse 10 through 13. One Sabbath day, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who, for eighteen years, had been possessed by a spirit, and left her enfeebled. She was bent double and quite unable to stand upright. When Jesus saw her, he called her over and said, Woman, you are rid of your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her. And at once she straightened up and glorified God. You see, this woman had a disease that left her crippled. In biblical language, it says she was possessed by a spirit. And we imagine this was probably an evil spirit, because spirit 
in itself is neutral. It can be a good spirit or a bad spirit. This is a part of the ancient mindset that things happen to you, and diseases and such were a part of the spiritual world, the unseen world. So this woman had a spirit that left her crippled. So we can say that was her disease, that was the physical effects of what she had, that that crippledness. But we also have to remember this woman would have also been suffering from an illness, In the ancient world, if you had a sort of disease, people were scared of you. They were afraid that you could pass on that disease to them. Think of like leprosy, something like that. And so what they did in the ancient world is they would isolate you. They would banish you from society or the community, and you had to go live on the fringe of the city. We all think of this as leper colonies, people who were banished from the community and had to go live in isolation by themselves. It meant they were cut off from their jobs, they were cut off from their family, and they were cut off from religion, because people who had diseases were not allowed to go into the synagogues or the temples to worship. That sounds familiar. Many of us haven't been able to go to church because of COVID and worship. We're stuck listening to services online, on Facebook or podcasts like this. And this was just as true in the ancient world. People were cut off from society because of their diseases. And so they were affected with an illness. They were isolated. And what Jesus does is when he heals the disease, he also heals the illness because he welcomes people back into society. He welcomes people back into the community so that they can again be a part of city life. They can again go to the marketplace to buy food. They can again go to the well to draw water. They can go to the temple to make a sacrifice and praise God. All these things they couldn't do when they were sick. And so when Jesus comes and heals diseases, we have to think about not just the physical healing that Jesus brings, but also the social aspect of what Christ does for these people, is he reintegrates them into society. Now, this is exactly what priests were called to do. I'm going to take you back to Leviticus, one of those so-called boring books of the Bible, One of those books that I think a lot of us skip over if we're trying to read the Bible in a year, we get through Genesis, we get through part of Exodus, then we kind of skip ahead. We skip over the end of Exodus, we skip over Leviticus, Deuteronomy, and Numbers because we don't know how to read them. But they're just as important. So this passage I'm going to read for you, comes from chapter 13 of Leviticus. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm just going to read a few select verses. And this is about leprosy. If someone had leprosy, what they were supposed to do. And I highlighted some repetitive things. I really want you to pick up on this. So here's select verses from chapter 13 of Leviticus. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, If a swelling or a scab or shiny spot appears on a man's skin... A case of leprosy of the skin is to be suspected. The man must be taken to Aaron, the priest, or to one of the priests who are his sons. The priest must examine the disease on the skin. And then it goes into some detail about what happens if this disease doesn't disappear. Then it says, On the seventh day he must examine him, this is the priest, 
And if he sees with his own eyes that the disease persists through without spreading over the skin, he is to isolate him for a further seven days and examine him again on the seventh. And skipping ahead, when a leprous disease strikes a man, he must be taken to the priest who must examine him. And if he finds on the skin a whitish swelling with whitening of the hair and an ulcer forming, then it is chronic leprosy in the skin, and the priest must declare him unclean. He is not to isolate him, he is unclean beyond doubt. When a boil appears on a man's skin, which, after healing, leaves in its place a whitish swelling or a shiny spot of reddish-white, the man must show himself to the priest. The priest must examine him. If someone has a burn, and on the burn an ulcer forms, a shiny spot, reddish-white, or whitish in color, the priest must examine him. If a man or woman has a sore on the head or chin, the priest must examine the sore. The shiny spots break out on the skin of a man or a woman, and if these spots are white, the priest must examine them. If, however, a reddish-white sore appears on the scalp or forehead, this means that leprosy is broken out on the man's scalp or forehead. The priest must examine it. Saw what was so repetitive is that when anyone had this disease, it was usually a spot on the skin of some sort, they have to be taken to the priest, and it says that the priest must examine him. And that's repeated over and over and over again. The priest must examine him. And if he needs to isolate him for a few days, when those days are up, it says again, the priest must examine him. Now, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, but the point of this is, is that the priest must make every opportunity for this person to be reintegrated into society. That's the curing of the illness. And that's why the person was brought to the priest. Now, obviously, in the ancient world, they didn't have doctors like we have today. So if you have leprosy, you don't have to come and see me at the church. Go see your doctor first. But in the ancient world, the priests functioned as doctors, and a part of their role was healing. Now, we know they didn't have the medical science that we have today, so they often weren't able to heal the disease. There's nothing they could do about it. They didn't have the drugs that we have. They couldn't perform the surgeries that we're able to perform. But what they could do is heal the illness and give people an opportunity to come back into society if the disease hasn't spread or if the disease has gotten better. And that's what we're called to do as Christians. Now, all of us, every baptized Christian is a part of the royal priesthood. We're all priests. And what do priests do? We intercede on behalf of the world. And a part of that is that we are called to bring healing into the world. And so as the royal priesthood, one way we can prepare for Christmas is to help heal the illness of the people around us. Make sure that they're integrated into our communities. Make sure that they feel welcome. If there are people who haven't been able to get to church, we can pick up the phone and call them. We can start to heal that illness. Now, there's one part of this past Sunday's Gospel lesson that I don't want us to miss. Now, this is really important. 
So this is the second half of this past Sunday's gospel reading. So again, this is Luke 13, this time verses 14 through 17. And this is after Jesus had healed the crippled woman. It says, But the synagogue official was indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, and he addressed the people present. There are six days, he said, when work is to be done. Come and be healed on one of those days, and not on the Sabbath. But the Lord answered him, Hypocrites, he said, Is there one of you who does not untie his ox or his donkey from the manger on the Sabbath and take it out for watering? And this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has held bound these eighteen years, was it not right to untie her bonds on the Sabbath day? When he had said this, all his adversaries were covered with confusion, and all the people were overjoyed at all the wonders he worked. Notice that Jesus essentially breaks the law, if you will, by healing this woman on the Sabbath. Now, the Pharisees interpreted the law in such a way that it was illegal for Jesus to heal on the Sabbath. They preferred that he heal on one of the other days of the week. But I think what Jesus shows is that we aren't to be legalistic, or we shouldn't interpret the law in a legalistic way, in a way that keeps people away from God or community. After all, that's not caring for the least of these. That's not caring for our neighbors. And it's especially not loving our neighbors. What Jesus shows is the intent of the law. Just like Leviticus 13 and the lepers, the priest had to make every effort to bring people back into society. And Jesus shows that that's the point of the law, to heal people, both of their disease and their illness to bring them back into the community so that they can be loved. This is how Jesus loved the least of these. Now, some of us can be legalistic. We like to hold people at arm's length because of this rule or that rule. Or maybe they did something wrong and we're fed up with them. But Jesus shows us that as a part of the royal priesthood, we can love the least of these by healing that illness. We can welcome them back into our community. So perhaps the best way we can prepare for Christmas is find that one person that we've disagreed with. Find that one person we've cut out of our lives for foolish reasons. Maybe it's a former friend or a relative or another church member. Or maybe it's even a co-worker that we try to avoid at work. But by cutting them off or shunning them from our community, we've actually created an illness. So this Advent season, as we prepare to receive Christ, let's heal that illness. Let's reach out to that person, pick up the phone, and welcome them back into our community or our family. Because ultimately, it doesn't matter what happened in the past. To hold that against them is to be legalistic like the Pharisees but to break down the walls and love them is to be a healing presence, just like Christ was for that crippled woman. So, this Advent season, may we all walk the way and prepare to meet Christ by being a healing presence in our world. Until next time, this is The Way with Father Dustin. God bless.